0: This is episode 6 of season 4 of the podcast, Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host Jess Robinson, and this is the third podcast for the day with um, our reading from the book of John, and in the book of John, uh, where we start off in in verse 22 of chapter 3, it's you know, there's John the Baptist testimony about Jesus. And essentially, what happens is Jesus and his disciples, they go into the Judean countryside, and they're spending some time and baptizing. And essentially, the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they're trying to cause a dispute, almost like a competition. But we see John and John's attitude is, you know, I just love in verse 30, it just sums it up. He must become greater, I must become less, which is a sign of humility from John the Baptist that essentially Jesus had to become greater. And it's the same way in our lives. And how we also, you know, when we're raising up younger generations, you know, I believe in churches and having multi generations where you have the the older generation, but the older generation is mentoring a younger generation you know that's how churches die is if all they have is just an older generation that and no younger that doesn't want to essentially they don't want a younger generation and it's hard especially like here in Wyoming uh we're seeing more of the younger generation leaving our state we're seeing more of our younger generation not wanting to attend church it's harder to get families to come into a church because lives are so busy where you know so i was kind of applauding this covid-19 because it's starting to make families realize that there's more to life than this busyness of going to scout soccer or here, like in Wyoming, every weekend's like a rodeo during the summer. During the summer, and so it's a wake up call. And essentially, as as believers, you know, when you're raising up a church, you have to start raising up the younger generation. And it's also the other way around. You just don't want a younger person only, you know, younger generation church that is essentially saying, you know, we can do whatever you know we want. You want that older generation there because they've walked the walk with with Jesus and talked the talk with Jesus and they have a vice. And so And it's an attitude we must have as believers, especially in our walk, that, you know, instead of taking in all that information and just like a sponge holding it in, we have to let it all out and start mentoring those that God puts in our lives, a younger generation to to take the reins. You know, I'm so blessed to be in a church that wants to hand off the reins and start raising up a younger generation and, and having talks of, of how, are, how do we bring in a younger generation and appeal the younger generation to, to come to church, how to reach out to them and all of that. So there's this dispute over baptism and that, because of that, you know, we get into chapter four and that's when jesus he he leaves and so essentially this is the end of his judean ministry at at some point now throughout john we notice he does come back for certain feasts and he did do that throughout his ministry but this is where he is transitioning and as he's transitioning he goes through samaria and most people don't understand um the the issue with samaria and, and the Jewish people in that time, and what it was, was Samaria, when you look in the Old Testament, and we'll get to that point in our daily reading pretty soon, uh, after King Solomon, which is David's son, we, we get to the point where, um, you know, there's Solomon's son, and he takes bad advice, and it actually, splits the kingdom and actually it's you know punishment for for solomon because he walked away from the lord and was ensnared by idolatry in in essence and so the country is split apart and so there was samaria which is you know which was the the northern tribe which was the the northern part of israel or known as israel uh, and then, like Solomon's family, the the line of David stayed in Judah, um, and and all of that. But the northern part, they were they led led sinful lives. They were not walking in the Lord, and uh, the Lord ended up using the Assyrians to send the northern uh, tribes into exile. Uh, because of the, the idolatry that they were committing and they were not seeking the Lord. Um, And so essentially the, the people, um, were exiled and, but there was some that had, that stayed, they, they were able to stay there. And then there was inhabitants from Assyria and other countries that came in and, The the Jewish people that remained intermingled, intermarried with the the non-Jewish. And essentially what had happened is they were worshiping God, but they're also worshiping other idols as well. And so when the Jewish people came back from Babylon, they were essentially saying, we don't want anything to do with you. So there was tension between Samaria and, and Israel and the Israelites, the Jewish people. And so, and it was so bad that they would, you know, the Jewish people, you know, it was actually shorter to go through Samaria to get to Galilee, but most Jewish people went around, not Jesus <laughs> not his disciples, so they went through Samaria, and it was to the point, like, you did not, and we see that with the conversation, where this woman's like, this Samaritan woman's going, okay, you're Jewish, and you are talking to me, <laughs> yeah. and so, this conversation that happens, between you know the Samaritan woman and Jesus and I mean Jesus also had word of knowledge you know upon this woman and, and evidence by you know knowing that she didn't have a husband <laughs> and she's like whoa and she her eyes are opening and um he ends up essentially talking about that at at that a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth, and so that's essentially you know worshiping in spirit and truth, so he he's teaching several things you know about worshiping in spirit and truth and essentially truth is Jesus is essentially the truth and that you know and for him to say that he's truth especially later on in John where he claims he is truth I mean no other religion claims that no other religious figure not Buddha not Muhammad not even Gandhi you know they they do not claim to be truth and so Jesus set himself apart and so he there's this essentially you know the Samaritans begin to believe and now you know we see in the book of Luke what ended up happening when he went through Samaria I believe that was late essentially that was later on so but people are as we've talked about it in Jesus' early ministry people were in awe and wonder because they hadn't heard from God for for a very long time. And so there when there was these healings and all of this happening, it was kind of an eye opener, and so people were kind of in awe and bewilderment. So then he goes to Galilee and this is where his ministry starts and john decides to work record another healing of of, of an official son and it's we see the the signs and wonder here and that essentially you know this official wanted jesus to come with him to heal his son but jesus essentially you know tells him no he will be healed and so the man goes in faith that's essentially faith is is stepping out even though you don't see it happen right away. Then we get to chapter five, and in chapter five uh, is the healing at the pool, which we don't see that happen, and there's this man who's been paralyzed and he can't he hasn't had help to get into this pool that and it there's this legend that the this angel would touch the pool and stir it up, and anybody who could get into the pool was healed and He's like, "Oh, you know, nobody can help me get into the pool and and so he you know is discouraged, but Jesus tells him, Get up and take your mat and walk and and so It's an interesting thing that happens and he's up in Jerusalem for, you know, for a feast of the Jews. So this is not in Galilee, but it's a healing at the pool. And they've actually found that actual pool, uh, in, in Israel. And essentially, you know, and he'd been an invalid for 38 years Think of that—38 years and not able to get into this pool, and this man comes and tells you to get up and walk. And so that was a lot of faith, and for him to get up and walk at that point. And I think there's times in our our relationship with the Lord and our walk with Him that we can get discouraged when we don't see something break through. We can get discouraged. And then, and because of this healing that happened on the Sabbath, there's talk about, you know, he, he's confronted with the religious leaders and that essentially, you know, he's talking about, he's doing the work for, of the father. And that's how we should be as well, that our lives should be essentially doing the work of the father and that we listen for the will of the father and what he wants us to do, what the Lord wants us to do. And that he is going to do great things through us. We are made with being able to, you know, with Christ alive in us, the same resurrection power and to pray over the sick. And, you know, we're commissioned to do that. And he talks about, you know, this testimony of of Jesus. And it's essentially going back into the Old Testament that it wasn't on the testimony of you know just one witness there's two and he said the first one was John the Baptist but you guys don't believe him now and at essentially at this point John the Baptist is in jail in prison and then the second one is you know you're, you're you know it's the father you know who testify. I testify of the work of the father and, and then I love how he he tells him, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify by, about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So, you know, the, essentially, you know, they were so trapped by a religious spirit and, and we can get that way too, thinking our salvation is just based on Reading the Word and you know going to church on Sunday. No, it's about having a relationship and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And this religious spirit caused him to not even recognize the Messiah, and so um, that's essentially what happens. And so then we John in chapter six jumps to Jesus feeding the five thousand and that's all in all four gospels and we've talked about that but John takes in chapter six and moves it or adds to it and we have the story of Jesus walking on the water and Peter going out on the water and it's a testimony of our faith that we step out in faith with the Lord and his calling in our lives and having a relationship and sometimes we can lose you know, lose our focus on Jesus. And we get our focus caught up on the storm and everything around our lives. And it causes us to sink, but our eyes need to continue to be focused on Jesus. And so they, you know, they get across the lake and the people that he had been feeding, we read in the book of John, they come looking for him and see, they're looking for him for food, essentially. And he tells them that you're looking for me for food, but I'm here to give you the bread of life. And so essentially they, they have, they don't have the bread of life in their lives. And so I just, you know, and, and they're confused because he's like, I'm the bread of life. You have to have my body and And my blood, and they are like, What? We're resorting to cannibalism because they were so blinded to what was going on. And so we see he was calling them not to just be fans at this point, but to be followers. And so that's what happens. And we see that many leave. And it's hard, it's sad because there are many that just rather be a fan than a follower of Jesus, and, but then, there's the ones that, that stay with him, because they know that he's the one from God, and so, that's essentially, you know, the daily reading that we did, and it's just, um, just amazing that, you know, how John adds to this, and so, we're going to continue on with, with the book of John for the next reading uh, so essentially you're, we're going to read John chapter seven and go through John chapter nine and end on verse 41. And so I'm just going to end it in a prayer and I just want to say, thank you, Lord Jesus for who you are Lord, We just give you the glory and the honor Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that Jesus is our Lord and savior God. Lord, I just pray that you would just anoint us in so many ways, Lord God. Anoint our work, anoint our lives, oh Lord God, to glorify you and magnify you. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great weekend and a new week, you guys. Mm.